You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Okay, you're back with Real Presence Live. Jack and Doreen Kennelly, your hosts. And uh, Christmas is about to come to an end. And uh, we prepare to head back into ordinary time. But how can we keep the joy of Christmas alive in our hearts as we go through this transition of the liturgical seasons? And on the line we have Father Anthony Craig of the Diocese of Duluth who is going to talk to us about this very topic. Father, welcome. Thanks for having me. Thanks. It's great to be on. Great. How is the weather up in Duluth? Well, actually, I'm on some respite right now, so I'm in Arizona with uh, three priest brothers of mine, and we're uh, actually enjoying a little bit of sunlight. So (laughs) I've been looking at the weather up there in Duluth, and it's minus, you know, 10 or 20 each morning. So I'm like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Okay, well, (laughs) thank you for talking about Duluth instead of Arizona. (laughs) Yeah, I won't. I'll I'll stay away from that. Okay, (laughs) well, let's begin with the joy of Christmas. What does this joy mean to you? The joy of Christmas, oh, man, (laughs) it is a wonderful time of year for sure. I mean, the joy of Christmas objectively is Jesus Christ coming to the flesh into our world. And he is love. Um, he is forgiveness himself. He's uh, as we contemplate the reality during the the masses throughout the Christmas season. We're surrounded by also our own relationships, you know, and and uh, some are good, some are full of love, and some are are not as loving as they could be. Um, but it's there is still a joy that is present that's very uh, palpable, and a prominent part of love is joy. Um, and it's, it's the first description of Jesus that he has good news of great joy. So he imbues this season with just a fresh beginning of his time with us on earth. And it's a reminder to all of us, too, and myself included, is when we first uh, followed him with great gusto, with maybe a further conversion that gave us a burst of strength, or maybe that initial conversion. Um, for me, it was definitely during my college seminary years, uh, we started every day with a 6 a.m. holy hour with all my brother seminarians, and it was just uh, it was like the new beginning of every day was wonderful, almost like like Christmas. And uh, the the time really um, brought about a lot of conversion in my life, which was wonderful. So I, I always think of those those times since it is kind of the initial um, uh, appearing of our Lord in this world, which is just uh, it's it's always a great thrust of reflection for me. So, Father, thank you for that. That was a beautiful reflection. Um, could you could you expound on that a little bit and and help us understand why it's important for us to celebrate the entirety of the season? Um, you know, the secular world sees Christmas as a day, and as you well know, um, we as a church celebrate a season. Yeah, it is always slightly disconcerting to see people just shut everything down after Christmas Day. Uh, the tree leaves the house, the the decorations may stay up for a time, and then they get, get to it, and then it's all taken down. And for me, it's, it's always a, a point of sorrow to see all that kind of go so quickly, because I'm like, there's so much more within our, our weeks here um, in the Christmas season. So from Christmas to Holy Family, from Epiphany to the Baptism of the Lord, um, each of these mysteries are packed with meaning, and by tapping into their meaning, we can read into them a constant relevancy into our own lives. I mean, for instance, the, the Epiphany, the Magi saw the star, and it was a sign 
Um, they didn't need a huge sign that said, you know, King of the Jews and arrows pointing the way. The star was enough for them, and they, they derived a lot of desire for its meaning, which was ultimately the presence of God in their world for all the ages. And God sends each of us similar signs to guide us to himself. And they followed the star and ended up over the moon. I mean, <laughs> they really did. Um, so for us, there's so many graces within these other feasts that follow Christmas, especially the Holy Family. Uh, it's a great time to surrender our families to God, uh, to the Holy Family and their protection. Um, Epiphany as well, obviously, there's just so many signs. What are the signs? Have I been blind to them? You know, baptism of the Lord, let us appreciate our own baptism and and the reality of the Lord showing us uh, that this is the way for salvation, too. Um, and ultimately, these, these mysteries that we tap into during the Christmas season ultimately are to um, bring us back and closer to Him. Okay, great. Excuse me. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna interject here for a second to remind people yeah, that ahead. they're tuned into Real Presence Live, and we're. Um, I'm Jack Canelli, and my wife Doreen are your hosts, and we're speaking with Father Anthony Craig from the Diocese of Duluth about um, the uh, extending our Christmas joy, I guess. And now, Doreen, you had a question for Father. Yes. Okay. So, Father, my question is: You mentioned the baptism of the Lord, which is the the feast that we celebrate this coming Sunday, um, and then that feast helps us conclude the season of Christmas. But um, the next season, could you just talk about, a little bit about the season that follows the season of Christmas and the ways in which we can enter in fully into that season as we um, transition from Christmas? Absolutely. Yeah, on this weekend, um, with the baptism of the Lord, uh, ends the Christmas season, and then on Monday, we begin Ordinary Time, um, which Ordinary Time has its ultimate goal in the Feast of and the Solemnity of our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe. Um, but it's Ordinary Time, we just get a number of weeks here before Lent begins, but it's a nice time to take us through other parts of our Lord's life, and it's a time of conversion. It's a time of living life with Christ and the virtues. It's, it's always a time for growth and maturation in ordinary time. Um, it's a time where the mystery of Christ uh, should penetrate more deeply into our life. Um, with the intensities of the Christmas season, we allow them to settle into our hearts and minds more in ordinary time. But it's it's kind of... <laughs> In an ordinary time, there's nothing really ordinary about it. It's redeemed time. I've always thought of it that way, because it's, it's, there's nothing ordinary about it. It's redeemed time. Every second we get, every breath we get, is a, is a way that we can be propelled by the grace of Christ to advance in the spiritual life, and the life of virtue attending to our Lord's presence with new fervor and love from the past um, uh, Christmas season. We go. We start off the week with great feast days. You know, St. Anthony Abbot will be in the first week of Ordinary Time. The second week, there's the the day of legal protection, a day of prayer for the legal protection of unborn children, mm-hmm. St. Francis de Sales, the conversion of St. Paul, etc. So it's a great time to really soak in those graces and prepare ourselves for Lent, too, as we reflect during that period. You know, what will my Lent look like this year, too? I want conversion in my life. I really want to change more and more with, with determination. Yeah, I was going to say, Father, with uh, we've got a little bit less than two minutes, so what uh, okay. what message would you like to leave with our listeners this morning about ordinary time and what it means to us as Catholics? 
Well, the, the one thing I would definitely say is to consider ordinary time uh, more like redeemed time. And that it's, since it's redeemed, the redemption won by Christ, we have everything we need to continue uh, through ordinary time to grow in holiness and love of Jesus, given us the Mass, adoration, the Rosary, daily meditation, uh, lots of passive mortifications where something comes into our life and we offer back to the Lord, uh, involvement in parish events. We have everything we need to serve Christ well and to love Him right here where we find ourselves. Well, you kind of took the ordinariness out of it right there, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, that word can be kind of confusing. But, yeah. yes, that's beautiful that, um, and encouraging. You know, the words that you, you spoke just now are really encouraging to those of us who are lay people and on that journey to, yeah. to you know, to go more deeply. Okay, well, well thank you, Father, for... Uh, Taking the time uh, to visit with us while you're kind of on a little bit of a respite down there, but uh, thank you for uh, for being with us for this period of time to talk about uh, Christmas and or the the joy of Christmas, should I say, and uh, an ordinary time.